Hello, I'm Dr. Beverly Wright, Executive Director of the Business Analytics Center at Georgia Tech. This is the Analytics Buzz, a podcast about trends, tools, techniques, and talent related to data science and analytics. Our podcast uses an interview format with industry and academic leaders and is intended for analytics-interested business professionals from the U.S. and beyond. Thank you again for listening to the Analytics Buzz. With us today, we have Wes Char, and we're talking about developing innovative analytics solutions. Hello, Wes Char from Turner. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Um, Thank you for the invite. Let's start off with some background. Why don't you tell us um, um, your, a little bit about yourself and why you're so cool? I'm not sure about the cool part, but I'll tell you about my background. I'm uh, a, an analytics and data science professional. I've had 20 years of uh, work experience in the airline industry, hospitality, and online retail, and uh, in the media, also obviously vertical too. Uh, Currently, I am um, uh, the Senior Vice President of uh, Analytics, Data, and Decision Sciences at Turner. Mm -hmm. Uh, My team is, as the title obviously implies, uh, works heavily in, in that space, but in particular on projects that are really impactful enterprise wide and um, global in some sense uh, to the company. Okay. There's an analytics and data science team within many parts of the company, but this team in particular uh, looks at things from a strategic level, from an impactful level at the enterprise level. Okay, so this is, um, your team is more of um, an overview or an enterprise-wide that has global impact, and then there are divisions that have their own analytics teams that maybe take the ball and run with it. in some ways, yes. You know, okay. sometimes we collaborate with some of these teams that they may need help or may need some particular assistant on particular things where we have more experience. But there are also the other teams. I would say are more uh, involved in the day-to-day, in the more tactical type uh, pr- uh, needs of that particular uh, branch of division. Okay. Uh, we are actually uh, organized today under the chief strategy officer. Of Turner, so that might help you out to see where we're really located compared to other teams. Got it. And we're going to talk more about organizational structure um, in a minute. So that's good. Uh, it's helpful background. I didn't realize you were in online retail either. Um, that's interesting. So, so this is really what I learned a little bit, quite well, a little about digital. At least this is where I started really my digital career. Mm-hmm. It was primarily about uh, in the OTA space and uh, working on travel and transportation problems in the online space. Okay. Nice. Um, so we're talking about developing innovative um, analytics solutions. So let's talk about um, what that really means. Um, in order to bring something that is scalable, that answers an actual business question, oftentimes we deal with analytic solutions that are applied in that you have a business question, you solve it somehow with an analytic solution, and it answers that question, you move forward. But what we're talking about as far as an innovative analytic solutions or developing innovation within this space is that you're able to work on something that doesn't have a a very specific designated question. So it might not be that you're answering or you're solving for a very specific question or problem at this moment, but you're developing something broader and wider. I'm assuming um, that it takes certain type of enablement in order to make that happen. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, what what enables the development of innovative analytic solutions in, at your organization or or even at others that you've seen? Well, I would say what's very really uh, particular about Turner is really its culture. 
So we are organized in a way where we're not, when we you know, we like I said earlier, and we're looking at strategic things correct. So by its nature, you're looking at things that could really fundamentally change the way we do business. So yes, there are projects that I would say that are more short-term horizon, but there mm-hmm. are things that we're all thinking about, about where the industry is headed, what could it mean to us. And by being you know, positioned in a strategy role, you have you know, um, inherently, correct, the capability to work on things that other teams typically do not have always the chance to work on. So that's one thing, but also uh, the leadership. I mean, obviously our leadership uh, uh, commitment to innovation and to really allow you know, my team and myself the, the space, uh, the, the freedom in some sense also to take some of our time to look at the uh, next things that we think are important to the company. And in actually uh, many ways they have panned out. The most you know, recent example I would say is the whole audience targeting um, solution um, that solutions that uh, Turner has provided to the marketplace, that whole idea of solution audience targeting so, uh, came about thinking about the need of the marketplace. Mm-hmm. For for decades, you know, uh, advertisers and agencies have bought into demographics on linear, which is basically cable and broadcast. So that's what we term linear, correct? Mm-hmm. So for 40 years, uh, agencies have been buying into demographics, obviously with the advent of digital and, and mobile platforms, etc., you know, advertising agency can go to a much more targeted audiences. You can go and buy an auto intender, correct? Why not being able to buy an auto intender on linear, on TV, correct, and in, in the TV sales? And one of the things, you know, that we were thinking about ahead of that becoming really a very pressing issue and a pressing really demand of the marketplace was we were thinking about that problems, you know, way ahead a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was only enabled by, you know, the leadership support, correct, by that freedom that we had as a, you know, as a team and by our ability to go examine the, the, these uh, these topics way ahead of time. Okay. So it sounds like um, some of the enabling factors are, um, first of all, well, these aren't in particular order, I assume, but you mentioned organizational structure and the fact that you're under the chief strategy officer um, probably ties into that a good bit, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. You also mentioned um, that the there's a vision to look toward the future, mm-hmm. not necessarily just, you know, let's solve this problem today, but what, what are we going to need tomorrow? And um, you mentioned that the um, market apparently pushes this to some extent, it oh, sounds like. Of course. These things have, you know, we've, we've known about, we've heard about for a long time from the market. Mm-hmm. But what, what finally enabled all of that is obviously the explosion of new data sources. Yeah. So with the availability of new data sources, you know, we always had this question, why, why not? But we always knew oh, only if we had that data sources, only if that was possible. And mm-hmm. when these data sources became available, then we start researching, okay, well, now that we have this new data sources, can we really solve the problem? What would it take? Got it. Uh, and, and it also sounds like leadership plays a role, that you have to have the type of leadership that understands that um, everything you develop is not going to go solve the world's problems immediately, and there's not going to be an ROI as soon as you walk out the door with it. But that it takes time to cultivate um, a solution that can be applied in a broader sense across different um, different types of problems. Yeah, and, and I'll give credit to, to, to my boss, who, who you know, Stefano Kim, who's, who's really uh, a visionary and a person with, a, with an open mind to allow these things to happen. So at the end of the day, you know, the culture and, and the leadership who you work for, 
and you know what is it that they have uh, you know in mind and their ability to really foster innovation truly innovation and analytics you know my understanding in many companies talking to other folks in the field they're typically very focused on on, on the day to day and that is yep. fine and we are focused on the day to day i'm not saying we're not mm-hmm. but all i'm saying we certainly have some leeway on doing some other things uh, that for one thing keep your workforce pretty interested in the field that they you know that they want to work in because you know my experience with analytics and data science folks yes they want to solve the day to day but they want to innovate and you know it's part of their dna i think oh absolutely and and, and allowing them that 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 environment that culture that allowed us is huge mhm so the open mindedness and uh, let's see so as a summary the enabling factors you have to have a culture that is open minded you have to have a vision toward the future um the market you have to be able to respond to the market to some extent uh there needs to be a cultural acceptance in innovation uh with your analytics techniques um your leadership has to has to understand the vision and and this and getting their support you getting their support um uh, plus there's new data and new techniques that um that sort of stimulate of some course. of this of course okay yeah. okay these are great um so Turner sounds like a pretty cool place to work it is uh so how how do you go about um developing your ideas because It's interesting. I hear I talk to so many companies where um they're not necessarily generating ideas about what to do next with their analytics solutions. They're just reacting to a, a need that a functional leader has. So the CMO, the COO or or some um top executive comes to them and says, "I have this problem. Can you solve it with data?" Mm-hmm. And so in a sense, um I'm not going to use the term order taker, but they're somewhat reactive. if for innovative solutions in analytics and development of these innovative solutions it sounds like you have to sort of flip that around and become more proactive correct which would mean that you have to come up with the ideas not wait for someone to say i have this problem how do you generate ideas for what the next cool analytics solution is going to be i mean there's nothing like asking why and why not what if i have this what if i have that i mean it's some sense is this curiosity you know this insatiable curiosity mm-hmm. if you have this insatiable curiosity and you have a team of people that are really curious and imaginative that my ex- in my experience will naturally happen but also you have in some sense to give the the folks that you have uh the freedom correct some freedom to be able to to uh, to execute on this so, so is some of it a matter of um trusting and letting go and allowing your team to sort of flourish with this curiosity yeah yes we want to flourish with this curiosity but when we put the ideas we make an assessment correct of which one really per- potentially might have um you know uh, an outcome that a desirable outcome you know there's a lot of ideas that get thrown you know we have to prioritize which one really makes sense i mean every idea that you may work on it might work it might, you know the proof of concept might prove that actually it is a feasible solution or maybe it is not and even if it is not it's a learning thing mm-hmm. we learn something okay then maybe we should have thought of this and that so it's not really something that you have lost but but knowing obviously we are in a business world and hopefully that the most of our ideas hopefully correct uh turn out to be feasible and turn out to be executable at least most of them mm-hmm. you know we have to do an assessment based on our experience based on our thinking based on what we have seen before what what we envision perhaps technology and analytics and data science where everything is heading mm-hmm. on which ideas probably make sense to examine first before others in some sense you're doing a risk assessment you know this idea might work might not work you know may spend a year <laughs> looking at it you know at some percentage of time few few people looking at it and you make that assessment you know which one to work on how much to invest in it and 
et cetera. Okay. So your ideas are coming from the the whys. Why can't I try this? Why can't I? You know, why not Why not look at this? Why not do the problem this way? Why haven't we always done it this yeah. way? Or, or what if? Like what, once exactly. you start digging into something, maybe exactly. it starts asking. It's like peeling those layers in some sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other kind of questions. So this um, curiosity and how you can generate it um, through brainstorming, allowing some leeway with your team. Um, and it sounds like, let's talk a little bit. Um, I know we kind of hadn't planned for this conversation yet, no. this part, but, but let's talk about the triaging because um, in, a, in a sense, you don't want to squash creativity, mm-hmm. but you also don't want to you know, chase after every harebrained idea that someone might have. Mm, correct. So how do you go about filtering and assessing some of the ideas for innovative solutions? Um, your experience comes into play, correct? Mm-hmm. What you know about the market comes into play, your understanding of the business. What you understand about technology, correct, mm-hmm. is also comes into play. It is typically a decision that I make in collaboration with my direct reports, mm-hmm. working with them. The ideas are not also coming from me alone. They're coming from my direct reports and also from their team members, mm-hmm. also from the business side. So we have all these ideas. Mm-hmm. And so there is, in some sense, a debate, a brainstorming, and you know, some decision that I have to make at the end of the day mm-hmm. as the leader of the team of what we think we probably should take a look at and what's probably should wait or maybe never examine because I don't think perhaps the idea really has legs and hopefully explain to whoever why probably this is not the best idea to examine and why not. It sounds like there's still some gut, some of, gut and experience that sure, comes along with that. Sure, of course, you've got your experience yeah. and also understanding the landscape of, of your field, mm-hmm. the landscape of, of your industry that you're in will all come into play. Got it. Got but it. to your point, we cannot chase every other idea, but you have to say, well, which one really makes more sense and how do you prioritize them, which one should be tackled? Yeah, yeah. And before we um, before we get to some of our final uh, questions, I wanted to ask, could you give us an example? I remember we were talking um, before this session, and you mentioned something about closed caption text, and that sounded super interesting. Can you give us an example of an sure. innovative solution? So, so one of the things we've done recently is, like I mentioned briefly, and I didn't dig into it, is the idea of audience targeting. So how we took the whole concepts of data fusion, which combined, let's just say, your demographic data with other data sources to say, let's just say, 8 o'clock on one hour networks, let's just say it's TBS, not only do we know which demographic watched that uh, content, but also how many auto-intenders, et cetera. And the way we solve this is, you know, by tapping into companies that have done the data fusion, or actually in many cases, we do, in some cases, actually, not many, in some cases, we do our own data fusion based on survey data that we have, et cetera, et cetera, or our own internal data. Okay, so you'll, you'll have data from um, uh, audiences and their demographics, you'll have survey data, you'll have behavioral data, and when you talk about um, the fusion, uh, the fusion part of it is combining all these sources together. Correct. Okay. To, to, to get an auto intender at eight o'clock, how many people, let's just say, are in, in are particular in a particular age group, but maybe interested in these two particular set of products, or maybe a millennial with these interests, whatever they are. So this is when you're fusing demographics with, with survey data. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, this opens the whole door. Of, of selling differently on linear, which Turner has been the first company to do this, and we've been doing it since 2014. Mm-hmm. Now, and I, as a reminder for the listeners, the linear refers to traditional cable. And, and broadcast. So and basically broadcast. Okay. Your, your TV sales. Well, now the question becomes, well, what's beyond that? What's the next thing? Well, one of the things that we've been thinking about, well, why do we have ads at these fixed breaks during the content, correct? Why are they two minutes long, etc.? Mm-hmm. Why not simply put the ad, correct, that ad, at the right time for the right, for the right audience, correct? Mm-hmm. So in some sense, what if we perhaps, as an example, one idea that I have is, well, why don't we take perhaps, and we have other people also at the company have had, we've been talking about it, 
what if we take, let's just say, closed captioning data, mm -hmm. correct? And perhaps use something like natural language processing to say, you know what, maybe the best time to play this ad is to just play one ad at minute 11 for maybe 30 seconds. That has a much more impact on the ad for the advertiser's agency that's just simply all lumping all the ads within a break for two minutes. Mm -hmm. So in some sense, understanding how to, to put the right ad at the right time for the right audience, and it doesn't even end with the right ad. From an ad, let's just say it's some kind, I'm making this up, let's just say it's an insurance ad. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a whole set of creative insurance ad. Maybe it is that particular insurance ad is much better than the other also, correct, insurance ad that has more relationship with the content and perhaps with the sentiment, with the feeling that the audience, you know, is is exhibiting, you know, or is feeling through what, with the content at that, that, at, at, that, that moment. at that moment. Got it. And, and we're doing all of this, you know, with very advanced analytics. We're proving the concept. Now, that obviously is going to be a huge change again in the media landscape because then it will improve the, the, the customer experience. It will also put really most relevant ad to that audience, rather, you know, a set of ads, et cetera. But also for this, for the advertiser agency, hopefully we can prove that this is a better paradigm than the current paradigm. Mm -hmm. It is better for the consumers, targeting them, reaching them at the right time with the right uh, creative at the right time, depending on the content. Mm -hmm. And also for the advertising agency, yes, that was, you know, much better beneficial for me to conduct this campaign this way rather than the traditional by uh, perhaps of impressions, perhaps, for, you know, all over, you know, our networks, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So, so as an example, um, let's say you have a sitcom and you can tell I don't watch much television, but uh, Jane the Virgin or something. Mm -hmm. And I think they're located in a hot area, maybe Miami or something. I don't know. Um, and she comes inside and she says, gosh, it's so hot today. It feels great in here. Mm -hmm. And she's talking about the air conditioning and how comfortable it is in the house. And um, if you were to interrupt, not that you would interrupt, but if the show were designed such that there was a carrier commercial um, advertising their um, their equipment and how comfortable it makes the homeowner feel mm -hmm. at that moment as opposed to waiting until you yeah. know the the break for the and two minute break correct that's exactly that but okay. also but also not and also not necessarily lots of uh, it depends you know that's one of the things sure. we're doing as part of the concept is it better simply to put one or two right correct etc okay. so it's to enhance the experience of the consumer and mm -hmm. and really reaching them out with with the ads that make more sense mm -hmm, that better matching in that better matching and and it depends you know obviously there'll be a lot of uh, testing and experimentation to finalize. But that's one of the new things that we're looking at. And you're using, what I thought was especially unique um, is that um, you're using the closed caption because you can see where... Because, you know, you have the closed caption for every, for every content that you have, obviously, except sports and, and live, but every other content that you're about, you know, that you have in your programming, the data is available. Right. But, you know, we haven't thought before, correct? It was like, and how did this whole idea come why, lumping. why, why not? Mm -hmm. Why not change the experience? It goes back to those questions that we asked. So we have a whole list of projects, actually, but this is one of them, mm -hmm. where, you know, a lot of those questioning and, and actually the free debate that we have on the team and in some sense this uh, really open form mm -hmm. of, of, of brainstorming and, you know, with, with the maturity of all the managers and their direct reports that, you know, all, all of you can bring ideas and being able really to tap into the strength of everyone on the team and our wonderful, really, uh, customers within Turner, our great partners on, in the ad sales organization, research, strategic planning, and other parts of the company. Mm -hmm. So before the ability to process natural language, it would have been almost impossible. Of I mean, course. I think completely so, impossible. So, so uh, you, but, but Turner, years ago, I would say, I think maybe even 10 years ago or nine years ago, 
have thought of that concept, but that concept was tested manually, and you know we couldn't scale it. Got it. We couldn't scale it. So with the with the availability, obviously, of more data with the advancement of analytics. So that's what I say. You know, as the the landscape have changed. So in some sense. The folks have Turner have been, you know, other parts of the company have thought about some form of that concept years ago. Right. But what was very apparent is you could not scale it manually. You need analytics solution. But then the analytics solution were there now. Yeah. The data is there and it's all coming together finally in, in some sense in, in a scalable analytics solution. So that's an example of where a new technique of how do you take closed caption text mm-hmm. and derive some kind of meaning out of it um, enables the ability for you to say, all right, well, let's find out where to better place ads Correct. and make it more targeted, yeah. improve viewer exactly. experience, that sort of thing. Yeah. Very cool. Um, what final piece of advice would you have for our listeners um, to help them push innovation in analytics? Um, let your folks... Uh dream a little bit give them mm-hmm. the space to to work on something that they're really interested in that might have uh, a potential for the company mm-hmm. um, it is not wasted time our experience at turner if you look collectively about the projects that we worked on in that fashion collectively they ended up uh, with a huge roi for the company mm-hmm. I, I think the better the best example is the fact that we were first in audience targeting way ahead so when audience targeting was needed in 2014, the solution actually was done in 2011. Mm. We were three years ahead mm-hmm. of what the industry thought, of what other, you know, even when before advertisers, agents start probably t- talking about it in a big way, at least we were ready. Yeah. So when the marketplace, uh, you know, required that, and and you know the, the the company itself, our own company and our executives, like you, I think we need this. This is what's going on. The solution was there. Yeah. And, so and let I, them dream. Let, let them, them dream. dream. Let them dream. And uh, and you know what. You will uh, you will learn even from your failures. They're not really failures, actually, in my mind. As long as you yeah. learn something you, from you, them. you learn something from it. Actually, it's going to re- reshape your thinking about actually what might really be the solution. Got it. Very cool. Great advice. Thank you again, Wes Char, for talking to us about developing innovative solutions in analytics. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Analytics Buzz, a podcast about trends, tools, techniques, and talent related to data science and analytics. Please connect with the Business Analytics Center at Georgia Tech via our website. And join my network on LinkedIn, Dr. Beverly Wright, Executive Director of the Business Analytics Center. Thanks again and have a great data set.